Hello, and welcome to Boston Public Schools Technology Audio Podcast, Privacy in the K-12 Space. Do students know what the internet knows, and do they care? This recording is originally part of our Digital Citizenship and Safety series, which you can find on our YouTube channel. If you would like to watch the video podcast of this recording, head on over to our YouTube channel, BPS Technology, and look for episode four of our series. I'm Nick Gonzalez, your host for this podcast. I'm a digital learning specialist for the technology department here at BPS, and today we are here at East Boston High School to meet with Scott Foster, a computer science teacher, to exchange ideas and thoughts on privacy. Scott is a teacher of AP Computer Science, Honors Computer Science, and Graphics here at East Boston High School. Welcome, Scott. Thank you, Nick. We're going to talk about privacy today and some different changes that are happening within privacy and how it's evolved through, I guess, through the last couple of years. And I want to know, as a veteran content and computer science teacher, how have you seen internet privacy change throughout the years? And have you seen perceptions of privacy change as well? And if so, how? Of course, I pay attention to this stuff, and it's, it is kind of interesting that it seems to kind of come in fits and starts. Like, okay. no one seems to care, and then suddenly people are worried about it quite a bit, and then that may fade away a little bit. Okay. Um, but then there's always a sort of background trend towards, I think, more and more encroachments mm-hmm. on people's privacy. Okay. And then, you know, pockets of resistance, but kind of overall, sort of acceptance, it looks like, into intrusions into people's privacy. And what do you think of this? Well, I'm not so crazy about it. Uh, I don't You know, just, just as a tradition, you know, I mean, like, culturally, we, we value privacy, and I kind of grew, grew up with that. Right. And now we see that, well, you know, maybe not so much. You know, even in this last, I think it was the, the Facebook case they're having out in California, where Facebook is saying, Yes, we violated their privacy, but there was no damage. So this shouldn't be a problem. Right. And that's sort of an interesting thing. You know, I think 40 years ago, that wouldn't have been a defense. Right, right, <laughs> right, you know, right. I think Americans would have went, you know, damaging my, violating my privacy is enough of damage right there. But now you had to show that they actually lost something, you know, money or something. Do you think it's because of the services that are rendered by Facebook? Is it because they, quote unquote, give so much? It's the services in exchange for privacy? Well, I mean, if that was an explicit sort of deal, right. I can, and, and maybe they say it is somewhere in the user license that, you know, that this is there, but, but we all know no one reads them, and Facebook knows that too. So I guess if somebody was saying, yes, we will you know, snoop on you here, here, and here um, in exchange for these services, right. I think that would be okay. I think there's a little deception involved. I think they're, they're hoping people won't notice. And so far, they're correct. And they hide it in legalese, right? And they hide it with all these, you know, the type of, you know, dry language that they use that people just kind of ignore when they see terms of privacy Mm -hmm. and terms of use policies, right? Now, what do you think student perceptions of internet privacy are and how have they changed in terms of the classroom? Maybe in your your computer science classroom or just throughout the years? Has it changed at all? Have students been lax with it? Have your students really concerned or some are, some aren't? Well, definitely some aren't, some aren't. Mm-hmm. But I also think things have changed a lot. Whether students you know, think it's a problem or don't think it's a problem, they're way more aware that it's an issue now. Nice. I think you know, five years ago, a few kids would have an opinion. Right. They might say, generally, they would think that the people are spying on them too much. But, uh, but now, most kids have some kind of opinion. There's some division about who cares if they're spying on me or not. But I also, I tease my students sometimes because they're, they're, there's a fair bit of inconsistency in here. Like, okay. you know, even my nephew, who's a, just graduated college, he will say things like, I don't mind that 
that Google reads all my emails right. because, you know, Gmail reads my emails because they send me nice advertisements for things I might want to buy, you know. He doesn't mind that they read his personal emails to his friends and family and things like that. Right. But if his wife calls, he steps out of the room to oh. take the call. Interesting. So I was like, you do care about privacy. Yeah. You're, just, you're, you're just not applying it in the same way. Right. Like, right. you know, this, this spoken thing when someone's looking at you, you feel that that's another presence, but just typing and they're reading your mail, you don't feel that. Right. And so I think, that, and the kids have a lot of this too. Right, right. They're very protective of their privacy. You know, get out of my stuff physically. Yeah. But, right. but they seem to be tolerant. Not all of them, but they seem to be tolerant. Of, of the stuff that's written on the internet, yeah. for example. Interesting, because when you think about it, you know, I thought this was a really interesting point. If you think what you're doing is okay, who's considering it? as being okay. Right. If someone thinks they're doing something okay now, that's not going to be necessarily be the case in five, ten years. There's a different it, government. It, exactly. Different you, right. So do you think your students have a conception of morality in this case? Or does, do, can they wrap their head around that? Do, they, do any of them think in, this, in these terms? I think that a lot of my students treat the internet as a machine. Mm -hmm. And so they don't Think of it as having moral views, mm -hmm. or or even a more even moral consequence, right? So they don't always see that there are people behind, you know, there right. are people looking at these things. And I think you know, there's there've been studies where they do things like, if you know, if you and I meet in the street, they'll mm -hmm. you know they'll say you have to split the ten dollars. Have mm -hmm. you heard of this? Mm -hmm. And if one person chooses the amount to be split, and the other person says yes or no, okay, right? And they find and, and so really it's not your money. So even if I say nine dollars, one dollar, you should say yes, right? Because you gain a dollar. But people don't do that. Hmm. If I ask for more than 60-40, people tend to say, no deal, nobody gets anything. Right. Unless they say a machine has divided up this money. Uh, now you get two and I get eight and you say, okay. Huh. Because there's sort of no like relationship between you and the machine. There's no moral consequence. Like right. you and I, if I just cheated you, well, I cheated you. Right. And, but if there's you know, a machine involved, the machine just less did it. Huh. And I think that displaces kind of the moral sort of gravity or feeling uh -huh. that the kids have. So I think they, they don't. Unless it's a you know Facebook exchange or a Twitter exchange, they feel consequences of that. But okay, getting to this whole privacy piece for the kids that don't really understand it, or the ones that can't really perceive that this is happening, is there a responsibility for anyone to teach them this? And if it be the responsibility of anyone, who should it be? Should it be parents? Should parents come first? Should schools be involved? Should just a computer science teacher be involved, or should everyone be involved in some way or another? So, I mean, this is how we teach cultural values, right. like whose job is it to teach cultural yeah. values? And traditionally, it's been sort of a combination, right? Your parents have led the way and teachers have mm -hmm. reinforced things in mm -hmm. schools. But, what, you know, this is a novel situation, right? This, this, this surveillance, you know, system has occurred fast. Right. So most parents are not equipped to, to talk about this. A lot of parents at my school, you know, have come from other countries and maybe weren't so engaged with the internet and stuff. So they're really, you know, they have their values, but they need to learn how to transfer them onto the web. Right. So, or onto this new cyber world. So I guess, you know, 30 years ago, who taught kids that privacy was important? Right. You know, their parents and the schools. Exactly. I think we should do that again, but parents are in a weaker position. Yeah, so, unfortunately. So, answer is like yes, yes, and yes, everyone who can, if this is a cultural value for us still. And, and I like to think it is. I would think so too, right? Even in terms of, I mean, do you think it should just be up to the technology and computer science teachers to do this, or should this be? No, absolutely not. Like, I often try to get, uh, you know, do some interdisciplinary stuff with the history department, right? Because we can, I mean, we can talk about like technologically cool things like cracking enigma and what right. that means for history and for uh, 
science. But also we can talk about things like, you know, hacktivism and the civil rights and the Occupy Wall Street and all these things. Um, so no, I think, but but it's hard to get history. First of all, we're busy. Everybody's got to prepare for the endless class and right. this and that. But no, I think it should be cross-curricular for sure. Because, I mean, isn't that what social studies, I mean, civics, they're about right. okay. social values. And, and even in English, too. I could see it you know, working its way into English and literature as well, or even mathematics, definitely, right? So, because I think, I think technology is just so infused within our culture, young, especially in, in the youth culture. I think it does have to come from all angles, right? And again, cultural values. You taught, it's taught by parents and by schools. So I think, I agree with you in that sense, it's got to be yes, 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 and yes, right? It's just something that's so important, people have to understand what's happening to them, the environment that they work in, right? And they might bring different approaches, right? We technical people will be so interested in how somebody spied on you, uh -huh. and an English teacher might be have more to say about the, about the why and the, how it turns out exactly. and the consequences. Exactly. Thanks so much for sharing your insights with us, Scott. Again, if you'd like to watch the entire video, look up episode four, Knowing Your Permissions and Privacy of our Digital Citizenship and Safety series which expands on our conversation with Scott and gives concrete instructions on how to protect your privacy on mobile devices. I'd like to thank Mark Pianowski for recording and editing the podcast. Again, I'm Nick Gonzalez. Thanks so much for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe to our podcasts.